conversation if we're going to talk about fit that's yeah you got two completely separate conversations one because i think a lot of people don't understand that like you said it's the easy parts going to the gym the hard parts fucking eating eating right is fucking hard in this country especially (laughs) it is hard to go find some food that you can cook for a week that's not going to break the bank and you got to stay on top of it. It's hard. That's the hard part yeah. is eating lean, eating right all the time. But it also depends on what your goals are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking to get a six pack fucking and I'm not. I'm too fucking old and too fat to give a shit. I'll go work out and do all that. But the eating part for me is out the goddamn window. I just don't like enough good food to. Yeah. It, I, I've said for years, it's gotten a little better last four or five years but if you got to go through the drive through to eat you can you can buy it and put it in a bag it's not good for you yeah pretty much yeah Yeah, we just like even we just went to subway and you got to try really hard (laughs) at subway to find something actually well if you're eating a sandwich you might as well just forget about it yeah Yeah, because it's fucking the bread's well coat cuts are high in sodium so your cardiologist is gonna frown at you well, yeah. I fucking cardiologist can suck a whole bag of dicks at my fucking. Well, all, the, all that stuff. All the, I had a reason I mean, with mine. Now we we had a debate about this. Now it's like, you want me to eat a cheeseburger and fries? You want me to go Subway and get me a tuna sandwich? Well, all of all of it's high in sodium because it's all canned and preserved. So right. none yeah. of it's really healthy. There, you just have to do it in small portions. Uh, anyway, 
Okay, half the battle is, yeah, 100%. Get into the gym and, you know, doing whatever. That's that's half the battle. The other half is is eating right. And you can, there's different ways to do it. I've done it cheap. I've meal prepped and done it cheap. Um, and, you know, and I've been on, like, meal order plans. I've ordered from the, the companies that do the pre-made meals. A lot of it, for anybody out there who's who's thinking about it, is... You gotta, you gotta plan everything ahead of time, and and be prepared. Like I would take, um, I would take and cook like fifty meals on a Sunday, and then I'd have them all stacked up in the fridge, and I'd have it all planned out. Like this is what I'm eating for breakfast. This is what I'm eating for you know second breakfast. This is lunch. This is second lunch. This is dinner this is second dinner whatever yeah yeah my my backup was always canned tuna yeah just a can yeah. of tuna yeah canned tuna and you gotta, and a you couple gotta have crackers that. yeah you gotta have a backup plan just in case you run into a, a situation where you you know what for whatever reason you can't eat that pre-made meal or yeah. you can't eat something healthy but it's hard to eat 300 grams of protein even with shakes, is that's a lot of. Well, that all depends on. Well, you, I mean, it all depends on your goals. Like I said, you don't necessarily need 300 grams of protein every day. I did, unless unless you're trying to build, you're trying to be a bodybuilder or get, you're trying to grow. If you're trying to grow, that's one thing. <laughs> but but Jason, you're, you you stated like let's put that in perspective though. All right, so. 300 grams of protein. What was your body weight? 225, 230, 240? Yeah, I was around 225. So you're eating a gram and a half per body, or almost a gram and a half per pound of body body weight. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, so we have to put that in perspective. So if you want to gain lean muscle and, the, and, and do it e- efficiently in a lean way, you need to eat more protein than what your body weight is, and vice versa. If you wanted to lose weight, same thing with carbs. A lot of people cut their carbs out <clears throat> and don't realize that everything you put in your body is is converted into glycogen or amino acids. It's yeah, one I, or the other. Yeah, you yeah, got to have the, good, clean carbs for energy or you just have a poor workout and feel drained all the time. I yeah. guess, yeah. yeah. Well, it says that I think I remember the common recommendation for gaining muscle was a gram per pound, a gram per pound of body weight. Yeah. You had to at least have one gram per of protein per pound. And then that was like the minute for gaining muscle to build muscle. Any person who's on like a vegan diet will tell you that you don't need that much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely science has changed the game in that way for sure. Engineered food. But yeah, for the, the most part. I'll be the first one to tell you, like, if you're going to do protein powder or whatever, then do, do, uh, I always recommend beef protein. So, like, beef isolate. Yeah. Like it's, it's the purest, purest shit you can get. And it's, it's the leanest you can get. The whey protein has a lot of gelatin in it and it, it, it can fuck up your stomach if you're not, you know, it, it just depends on what, what you're trying to do, really. But beef protein, right. Is lean and, it, and to be honest with you, unless you're allergic to you, to it, it's good for you. Yeah, I use a blend. I use a special order, man. That's the other thing. It's finding something that you can stand to drink in the first place when it comes to protein powders. Is that yeah? I, for me, I learned that I needed a carb afterwards. So my protein shake at the end actually had carb in it, and that's what had all the flavor in it, and it was like a Peanut butter, strawberry, or peanut butter, banana, excuse me. It was peanut butter, banana, malt. But he's all, the that Ryan Humston, he talks about a lot of stuff with, um, he's a big believer in going and getting your blood work done first to see what you're deficient in. But he's he's talking mainly to guys that are bodybuilders and stuff like that, people that are doing this for more than just casual going to the gym. Yeah, it, it, he's talking more to people that 
are looking to build muscle, get out there, get growing kind of a stuff. And, but he's like, go get your blood work done and see what you're deficient in and then buy those supplements, get what you need to get back where you need to be. Yeah. Hey, you, like you said, you're in a hardcore. Yeah. Well, he's got a video. One of them's called protein farts, fingernails and syphilis where he, he goes into diet and what your different things are telling you. You can tell by, uh, looking at yourself we used to do uh keep track of our blood sugars to try to keep it from spiking that's still a thing uh no no people that take bodybuilders it'll take insulin shots before they go into the gym and it's not because they're diabetic why would they just uh explain that one i i don't know couldn't tell you it's probably has something to do with all the other drugs. Probably. Interesting. Well, insulin is a hormone. Yeah. That's why we watched the blood sugars because you didn't want it to spike and you really didn't want it to dip too low. You kind of wanted to, you know, ride a line. I mean, it's not that yeah. you don't really ride a line, but you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want to be like hyper than, than hypo. Yeah. I don't know about, I never really, I guess I never really paid attention to like my blood sugar spiking, but everything was about timing for me. If I ate at the wrong time, it threw it threw everything off. Oh yeah, I got it. if I missed a meal, I might as well not go to the gym. Looking it up, it says uh, in the enhanced bodybuilding community, people usually take insulin only immediately after a workout to promote an anabolic state. So maybe they take it right before too for the same reason like this guy says post-workout nutrition is insulin guide to using insulin for bodybuilding it looks like you're right lyle it looks like it's it's a thing yeah it's a it's, thing it's like yeah, it's a good way to die especially if you're taking a uh i don't condone this at all but um if you're taking a propanate type testosterone i think it's propanate it's one of them one of them they have to take like for the guys who do that sort of stuff Again, don't condone it. Don't recommend it. Testosterone, um, TRT therapy? No, no, not TRT therapy, but <laughs> Just, definitely TRT. Uh, I got you. I got, <laughs> yeah. you. I got you. Okay. Because I know a lot of guys that do testosterone, but they're all my age. And, you know, you're over your 40, in your late no, 40s, they, early 50s. It's a different story. I can't remember which one it is, but there's one that's almost like a pre-workout type press testosterone. It's, it's thick, nasty shit. And... Yeah, you pump, it, you pump it into whatever muscle group you're working that day. Oh yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, I know guys that get shots like once a week, and uh, but they don't even work out. Some of them don't even work out. They do it for other reasons. But yeah, but you definitely need that. Like you, t t testosterone is 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 a huge part of what makes men men. So yeah, if it if you have low testosterone, I yeah, one hundred percent would recommend getting therapy. And as you get older, yeah, it tends to drop. Your testosterone levels drop. So I know a lot of guys my age that do it and um, that take, uh, but it's regulated. They're getting it from a, yeah. well, not that anything else isn't regulated and it's still bad for you, but I'm just saying they do it with uh, supervision. They're not just willy-nilly. Yeah, they're also getting the real thing. Yeah, they're not going, they're not taking the shit from Walgreens or whatever and or the <clears throat> pills, it's usually a shot. Tea leaves? Tea leaves aren't doing it, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't, you know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah, well, they should, They advertise all this shit. Now you got fucking Nugenics, Total Tea, and yeah, fucking yeah. all kinds of shit out there now that I don't <laughs> know what the hell half of it is. Boost your free and total testosterone, fucking all kinds of shit. I'm like, uh... I forget what? what the name of the um, the main uh, ingredient was, but all of them were the same. And it was just this, it was just like this one ingredient that they swear helps your testosterone levels, and and it could in a in a clinical trial, it could boost testosterone by point zero one percent. Holy moly! And they. <laughs> And that that's that's boosting your testosterone. So then they put it out there like that. You know what I mean? L citrulline malate. Good lord, what the fuck? Citrulline malate. 
they're making up all kinds of words here. Uh, fenugreek extract. Yeah, that's the one. I think it's yeah. fenugreek, and there's a T word. There's another T word. Not testosterone. Testafen. But uh, Jason, how do you feel about um, like outside of your standard supplements? Your let's just let's just call your standard supplements. Say you're taking a protein, uh, a pre workout of some sort, and a multivitamin. Outside of that, anything that you ever did or recommended? It's a good question. I don't know what was around back then is still even around today. Because like like we talked about before, NO Explode is not what it was back when it first came out. Back you, when they were putting cocaine in it? I got you. I don't <laughs> know what was in it, but that you did not want to the door in the gym at night not unlock when you swipe your card because if you come home you're gonna just the wife was gonna shoot you. Yeah. Something think, was happening. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I think the one thing that's still around now that was around when I was back when I was in high school and, and then the football players were working out, the kids would all take and that I think everybody still takes and people still recommend is creatine. Well, creatine is still a big yeah, you can Big overload. You got to cycle right. Through the you creatine. have to. Well, well, the new creatine's a little different. That, like I said, all of it's been so genetically modified and engineered that they have it to where, yeah, you take this much. You load up on it, like you said in the beginning, and then you take like maybe five grams a dose after that, instead of pounding it like you did back then just tater you you ended up at the one doctor flagged you for a test of creatine in your kidneys didn't he yeah the heart doctor yeah so you you can't overdo creatine there there is a real limit there but it's still what's recommended the most as far as been the most tested the most widely used and distributed supplement pretty much for building muscle is creatine yeah, it has its benefits. I wouldn't disagree to that. One of the kids that I was going to school with when I was in high school who wanted to join the football team when he was a freshman and was tiny but still wanted to play, and then he came back as a sophomore, and we're like, holy Jesus, dude. But that's all he did was, and I trust him. I don't think he was doing anything else. We didn't have any money. So he was uh, basically just working out and taking creatine. And well, hell, it... it- when you're, your also teens, when you're going you're, through puberty, yeah. You're nothing but testosterone. Yeah. You, yeah, if you got enough protein in you, you're going to get big. Yeah, he got jacked. The biggest problem with uh, teenagers is is being able to eat enough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can put on some weight, but you got to be able to eat, too. You can work out all day long. I used to work out like crazy. I did. I mean, I was always into something, and I never could put on weight, but I only, only ate like once a day if that back then yeah you gotta eat that's pretty much what all of them will tell you you spend most like i followed brian shaw on youtube for a while watching him get ready for the world he's a world's strongest man competitor and i think he's won a couple times oh yeah that's a big but, he, but he's like he's like six foot seven six eight jacked 300 some pounds probably when he's at his biggest he's but, close to 400 he might be, but he eats fucking constantly. I mean, he sh- he was walking through what he ate for breakfast, and like Lyle was saying, first breakfast, second breakfast, snack, lunch, second lunch, snack, dinner, second dinner, snack. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, Jesus. I mean, and he's eating protein shakes in between all that. You're like, God damn, how the fuck do you eat that much food? Yeah, it's nonstop, man. And you wouldn't think you'd be able to do it like... If I laid out like it laid out a day, day's worth of meals in front of you, you'd pro- the average person is going to look at you like, "Damn, you're crazy, man!" Like I can't eat all that, right? But, like if you sit if you sit in the gym for two two and a half hours a day and that's what you're doing, you know, then it's not that hard because you're going to want to eat. Same thing with like this guy. This guy, that's what he gets paid to do. So. He's in the gym, not two, two and a half hours a day. He's in the gym two, three times a day for two, two and a half hours at a time, depending on what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, any 
athlete like uh it was uh michael phelps michael phelps was uh the swimmer um i'm sure you know who i'm talking about he was eating he was going through twelve thousand calories a day that's how much he was eating when he was competing yeah because you have to when yeah because he was burning it yeah when you're training that much you have to eat I mean, there's no two ways around it. It's the same thing with the CrossFit, like the CrossFit community. You know, a lot of a lot of people wonder. They're like, "Oh man, how do they get in that kind of shape? How do how do how do they do that?" It's because they're training six hours a day. Yeah, there's constantly, and and there's something with CrossFit. Joe Rogan spoke about it once in one of his podcasts, where you train so much, your muscles go into some sort of a. You have to be careful because your muscles. I don't know, is it uh, the acid in your muscles or something gets too intense and you'll, they basically try to eat themselves kind of a thing, something like that. There's some crazy CrossFit thing that can happen if you, you train too hard for too long, too fast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I can't uh, remember what it's called, but there was a thing like there was CrossFitters were, you know, they're young and they're, they're healthy and they're, they're just you're going at it. Down. And, I forget the name of it, but yeah. But you also, that. you know, when you're that age, you, you don't really you kind of ignore pain at that age. You don't really, I could yeah. push through pretty much anything in my twenties. I didn't give a shit. I just keep moving forward. But yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be careful. They call it rhabdo for short. That's it. That was it. Um, but rhabdo myo, rhabdo myolysis is the full name. And, and what is it? And it what can is be it? Life threatening. So it's a, uh, uh, the dangerous muscle damage can result from overexertion, trauma, toxic substances, disease, Muscle cells disintegrate and they release pro- a protein called myoglobin into the blood. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And it's very common in CrossFit because it's very easy to do with the type of workouts that they do and how intense they are. Yeah, they go hard for so long. Yes. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of what CrossFit is, is doing a high intense, high intensity work out with functional movements over an extended period of time. Just depends on what that period is. Yeah. It could be, it could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. Yeah. You watch the games and you're like, how is that motherfucker still moving forward? Jesus. I mean, they just, because it's repetition too. It's the same muscles over and over and over for that particular workout. It's like usually always one group of muscles that's just getting hammered. You're like, how in the hell are you still moving? Yeah. That's why when they do their programming, like for their training, they have to be real careful about it in the way that they do it. That's why, that's why almost every CrossFit athlete has a coach. That's why every CrossFit gym has a coach driving the workouts. Keep everybody in check. Yeah. And keep everybody on the same page. And, you know, it, it's not that, that sport or that type of um, fitness is not easy and that's coming from somebody who's tried it and tried to program it i've tried to do it myself and if you don't if you don't know like the different ways to program your workouts around around that type of fitness it's it's not it's not easy it it it, it, you gotta really think about it well yeah because a lot of it's even those are technical movements you're talking about olympic lifts that they're doing that i mean if you don't do it right you're gonna get hurt and it's easy to get hurt <laughs> when you're lifting that much weight. You're talking about overhead movements and stuff like that. When you're doing uh, snatches and uh, clean and jerk for PRs, that's that's a lot of weight. <laughs> now, it, a lot of that's technique and form. Yes, yeah. it absolutely is. Yeah, because you got people who've actually injured themselves. There's guys out there who are paralyzed from you know, just freak accidents and it, and it, it just comes from doing one, <clears throat> one lift the wrong way, one time. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it happens. And then you're back. Yeah. That could happen just doing regular squats, you know, it just all, all depends, you know? And I think that's what I've learned as I've gotten older and Jason can probably attest to this too. But now when I go to the gym, so I go to the gym now five days a week, but I don't ever go heavy really. I just do lightweight for repetitions. I just do a, like when I do arms, like when I do my push day, it's um, basically chest and triceps. 
well, I finish out the workout with 10 sets of 20 tricep work, uh, pull downs or whatever, either with a rope or with a bar, but I end with, uh, 200 reps, but it's lightweight. It's like maybe 40, 50 pounds is all I'm pushing, but I just do sets of 20, 10 times as much as I can get, you know what I mean? And then when I do biceps, it's the same thing. When I do my pull days, I end the workout with biceps, but I do uh, four sets of curls, rope or uh, machine curls with the uh, cable, cable curls until failure. So it's basically four sets to failure with pretty light weight. And I, usually I try to set a weight that it makes me want to fail around 30 reps, but it's all about just getting as much blood to the muscle as possible without uh, killing myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if I try to go heavy now, like I recognize when I'm doing squat, any kind of squat work, which I usually do machine squats now, or I just do leg press. But as soon as I feel anything go funky with a knee or I feel anything that doesn't feel, I just stop. I'm like, okay, not doing any more of that today. Cause yeah. it'll just booger me up for the whole week. It takes way too long to recover anymore. At <laughs> my age, I'm like, uh, just time to stop. Just let's, uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I got so many new parts. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen videos of people getting folded up on a leg press. You oh know? my god, those are hard to watch. <clears throat> it's just you know, and again, that all goes back to technique and knowing knowing what you're doing, knowing not to lock your legs out. You know, seeing things yeah. like that. <clears throat> yeah, I put you know I put a thousand pounds on a leg press before, and you know you don't really think about it when you're doing it. Guilty. But, you know, if, you're, if your leg gives out the wrong way, I mean, you may not even be doing anything wrong. But, you know, yeah. you, I've, I've had that happen on, I mean, I've had my knee give out yeah. when I'm doing squats. And you just got to, you also got to, you got to know how to fail too. Yeah, that's um, a big part of it. And, and And a lot of it just has to, is mental awareness and, and just knowing your body and things like that. A lot of people get in there. They don't have a clue what they're doing. They don't have anybody <clears throat> really directing them in any kind of way. And, uh, you know, like one time, a lot of times I would work out late at night, especially when I was on second shift. And I'd go in there and there'd be like teenagers and stuff in the little gym. And there'd be times, man, I'd see these kids doing some stuff and I'd just be like, hey, hey. I'd just walk over and be like, hey, hey, <laughs> chill out. You like, probably shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, do it. If you're going to do it, do it like this. This is the way you should do it. And this way you won't get hurt doing what you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> because I know that there was a guy talking about it, uh, one of the videos I was watching the other day, because I think it's the snatch. The snatch is the one where you come uh, directly Boy. off the ground, directly overhead. Yeah, Florida. And then you, yeah. yeah, and then you basically just squat it up. But he was watching people fail at it. And he's like, see, this guy's body position is completely wrong. But he would, that was one of the things he said is these people, one of the things they don't know how to do is fail properly, which is when you get that bar overhead and you realize you're not knowing how to walk out from under it and not let it drop on top of you. Just keep moving. Just keep moving through the bar and... If, get out of the way. Don't try and, <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you got to just walk out from under it. Yeah. If Because if it goes too far past your ear, you, you try to catch it, you're going to pop a shoulder out. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, when I was younger, I hated dumbbells, you know, heavy dumbbells. And, and then when I kind of actually learned to appreciate dumbbells, I actually felt that it was safer with a dumbbell. More often than not, I never had a spotting partner, partner, but I could maneuver a dumbbell and just let it fall away from me easier than I could with a bar. Yeah. Yeah, there's been many a times been on a bench press and gotten stuck, and then you have to, like, roll that, either roll it <laughs> off of you. Down or, to your hips. <laughs> or, you, or if you planned ahead you could dump the weights but that's why i don't i don't use i don't use any kind of locks i never have you don't use collars collars any, anything like that unless i'm doing like power cleans or something like that 
if I'm doing something where it doesn't matter, and, right? Then I'll I'll use them. But bench press is one where I will never use any kind of collar, any kind of locks, because I've got stuck countless times. And it's and a lot of times it's not even really. I won't even be lifting that much. It might be a burnout set or something like that. Right. And you're just like, you know, you get to that point, and you're like, fuck, can't get this shit off of me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like about this. The gym I'm going to now, he's got so many pieces of equipment in that gym and a lot of bench equipment to simulate bench press, you know what I mean? But he's got so many over in that area that so much safer for somebody who's working out by themselves than to have to get under a bar. You don't even have to. You just don't. You know, the one you, new machine, not to interrupt you, that I really enjoyed at the later end of my lifting career, if you want to call it that, was the uh, bilateral incline. Yeah. It, it allowed my arms to move freely. That was so much more comfortable. Yeah. Than anything he's got I've like, ever used. There's a ton of those at the gym where I'm at now. He counted the other day. I think I told you the other day. He's got over 552 pieces of equipment in that gym. That's not including dumbbells and stuff. That's just machines. It's huge. Yeah, but is it, is it, is it in some kind of order where it makes sense? Yeah. He's got one whole sec. So as you go left to right across the gym, if you were looking at it from outside the front door, from left to right, it goes legs. Uh, it's all leg machines up against the left side, and then it goes to shoulders. You all right there? It was, uh, it went from legs, then it goes to, uh, I think it's shoulder. Yeah, legs, shoulders, chest, and back is the, so it basically graduates that way. It goes, in an order so depending on where you want to be but it's like the whole left side's all legs so you got leg extensions uh leg curl machines uh squat machines leg press machines all that's over in this area then it goes to shoulders and 50,000 different shoulder machines in this area and then there's then it goes to chest and then it goes to back so yeah, it does make sense and it is in some, but you don't have what the nice thing I like about it is number one, your workout doesn't ever have to be the same. So you can do a lot of different confusing movements for your muscles. It's not like you're doing the same machine every week to work out chest. Like I, I've probably used five or six different machines already trying to figure out which one I like or which one hits a muscle just a little bit different just to change it up. And it's also, you don't have to ever wait for a machine. If you can't get on that chest machine, well, there's one kind of like it over here. You can use that one. But I've never been in there where I've ever had to wait for a piece of equipment ever, no matter what time I'm in there, which is nice. The whole fitness world, I mean, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar a year industry, for crying out loud. I mean, it's it's ridiculous now. Well, what, it, uh, what uh, Joe Rogan, he brought up a good point. Um when it came to like the supplement industry and making sure that, you know, anything you take is third party tested, especially if it's, uh, if you're some type of competitor or athlete or something like that, because what it is, is a lot of these, the way he explained it was you could have a Chinese company or, you know, an Asian company, whatever. Right. I gotcha. And the VATS, that they mix this stuff in could have just been used to mix cocaine or heroin or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't know. Ago. And, and that's how some of these guys get popped um, on drug tests. It, it's a real thing. Like when they say, Oh, well, you know, it, it came from this supplement. It's a it, that's a real thing. How does, uh, how does third party testing work? How does that uh, it's just like with anything, just like, uh, you guys have Lee and Elliot that looks over your stuff. Like you take a supplement, it's made by a manufacturer and you have a third party lab that tests it for, uh, other stuff. And then, then it's, they say it's okay. It's not okay. You know, or whatever. And then yeah. they sell it. So do they, can they, do they post that on labels, whether it's been third party tested or not, or do you have to go do research to figure out whether or not this has been 
Some of them, right. yes. Some of them are on the labels, and some of them are not. So it's it's better just do your research and find out. Yeah, I guess. But you're they right. they do disclose that information. Like if it is, you go to their website. They're gonna tell you whether it's third party tested or not. Okay. Uh, Muscle Farm used to be one of the first. It was like one of the first ones. It was like publicly advertising the fact that they had no outside stuff in their in their in their uh, supplements, and they were tested separately and blah blah. So and that was like probably fifteen years ago when that. Gotcha. Because it's such a th- it's such a thing nowadays that a lot of the big companies, the big big companies in in that industry, a lot of them do third party testing now. Well, I mean, we got so much of the uh, everything's GMO now. I'm sure anybody listening doesn't know what GMOs are. It's genetically modified organisms, but everything's that way now, and everybody's you know there's pros and cons i guess to all of it i don't know you know what i mean how do you yeah. know you know there's that whole argument about even if we didn't genetically modify things there's no way we could feed the whole planet on just regular crops anymore because it's just there's not enough food so what's the good genetically modified stuff and what's the bad genetically modified stuff you know what i mean how do you how do you know yeah, how much how much without, hormone are they pumping into it? You know. Yeah, how do you know without growing your own food what you're actually eating anyway? That's the other thing too. Um, when it comes to diet, fitness, and things like that, is is genetics, your genetics, and your body type. A lot of this stuff matters. You know, some people get absolutely upset, will get upset because uh, they're not seeing the results that they thought they should see, and this and that. Um, a lot of that comes down to genetics. Some people are just going to be big people because they have bad genetics and there's nothing they can do about it. And they can be healthy and big, you know, but they can't, they're never going to be, yeah, they're never going to be like this, this guy we're talking about. The Tater, that is not socially acceptable. There is no difference between men and women. They are genetically the same. <laughs> No, the fuck they're not. I'll be the first one to tell you, and I will die on that fucking hill. Oh, yeah, I will, too. That's a bunch of bullshit, but that fucking argument, I don't want to get into that argument here. I just thought it was funny because <laughs> the way you were, you're talking about genetics, and I'm like, you're absolutely right. And But people just try to deny that there's a difference, and uh, God, there yeah. so is. Anyway, <laughs> you, you want to do a fun fact here about food? What's that? What's your fun fact? All right. In Georgia, what is our number one crop? Fruit. In Georgia, in fruit? Well, is it supposed to be peaches? No, I think that we're like number three in the country now. But take a wild uh, guess. You won't believe. Take another guess. Zucchini. I said fruit. Oh, sorry. What were we, we talking about? Sorry. Georgia crop. Number one fruit bearing crop, Georgia. And it's because it was genetically modified here in Georgia. Pecans. Peaches. <laughs> nope. Oranges. Blueberries. Blueberries. Number one producer in the country. For blueberries. Blueberries. You know, blueberries are very disappointing when you want them to taste like a blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Blue, blueberry flavored stuff tastes way better than a blueberry. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> you eat a raw blueberry and you're like, huh? That, that would just tasted blue. Exactly. Sweet. This is there was sweet. There was no berry in that at all. <laughs> Blueberries in Georgia, huh? For fruits. So, yeah. Because if you remember the big freeze, whatever decade it was, the trees haven't peach trees haven't come back to fruitation yet from all that. So they're slowly catching up. Uh, I remember you know, Hawaii used to be the greatest producer of pineapples, but that real estate got too good. So I don't even think they, uh, I don't even think Dole has a field in Hawaii anymore at all. I don't think they even do pineapples in Hawaii anymore. Really? Yeah. The real estate, they sold off all the land because it was too, it was worth too much. So they just built condos. Yeah. That makes sense. 
I better fact check that because, uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a number of yeah, blueberries. I don't know if this is total or just this one particular line item, but 41.175 tons of blueberries. Peaches is 28.7 tons utilized. They got some weird numbers in here. There's like peaches utilized is 28.7 tons and just, I don't know if it's straight peaches off the tree at 35.3 tons. You pull for peaches, you pull roughly 4.3 tons per acre. Blueberries is like 2.1 per acre. Hmm. Interesting data though. I didn't, I didn't know snap beans were, was a thing here. Yeah, apparently. Okay. I fact checked real quick. <laughs> uh, the two largest exporters of pineapple in the eighties were Dole and Del Monte. They left the, they left Hawaii back in the eighties because it was cheaper to, it was cheaper to produce pineapples in Asia and South America. So they left, so they don't even grow pineapples in Hawaii anymore. The only ones that do are, I think it says in 2009, Maui land and pineapple also shut down operations. Today, the state of Hawaii produces less than 10% of the pineapple sold worldwide. Yeah, it's just too expensive. We don't even grow our own food here anymore. Yeah. No, Harley, you can't afford to. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. I don't know if this is correct or not, but pecans, 88 million pounds? I don't know. Yeah, that's probably true. They shake the hell out of them trees. You ever see them pecan tree shakers? Yeah, that, that's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> oh, you remember that idiot that time that she break her arm picking pecans out of a tree? She, what? Uh, yeah, you don't remember that? No. Yeah. Came in with a broken arm or dislocated shoulder or some shit. Somebody at our work? With. Yeah. You're talking about at our work? Yeah. This is years ago. Oh, no, I don't know anything about that. Nor oh, do I want to. One. Probably not. You're doing math, stand by. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. So they're saying 138,000. The hell? They're their own math. The fuck did fuck. we get on peaches and blueberries? I don't know. Were oh, we yeah. talking about fitness a second ago? We were talking about genetics. <laughs> yeah, genetics. That's how we get. Yeah, pecans. <laughs> Holy fuck. 88.6 million pounds of pecan. That's a lot of pecans. No, there's, there's, they're small. Yeah. You can get 642 pounds on an acre of pecan. And they cost ten dollars a bag for sixteen ounces. So they're to the <laughs> yeah, bags, getting back it's to two dollars and six cents. But anyway, getting back to the diet part of things too. I freaking it's a pain in the ass trying to figure out which uh, nuts or you know cashews, almonds, pecans, walnut. Which ones are okay to eat? Which which I guess it's mainly almonds and what is it almonds and a lot of people eat almonds, almonds, and and uh, probably cashews. Is it cashews? Peanut, peanut, peanuts are like uh, I forget what it is. They're either super super high in I think they're super high in uh, carbs or, or fat. It's one or the other, like bad bad fat. I think yeah. I could be wrong. I don't don't quote me on that. Because a lot of people would turn to peanut butter for protein, but peanut butter's got a lot of other shit in it that you shouldn't be consuming to at least for meal replacement kind of a thing. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to just eat. Well, like yeah, if I, you go over there and eat two heaping scoops of peanut butter, like it's not going to kill you. No. Yeah. Like my little favorite bag of trail mix here, peanuts, chocolate, M&Ms, raisins, almonds, cashews on the back of it. It says contains bioengineered food. <laughs> Do the healthy stuff. Well, you got chocolate in there. So, that's probably the best natural part in the whole thing. You know what my uh, you know what my daughter calls that? What? M and M's with obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because I used to have we had a bag of that the trail mix with the M and M's in it. And that's what she goes. Where's the M and M's with obstacles? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> she goes. I got to go around all that other shit. <laughs> just give me the give me the M and M's. <laughs> But there's ways, there's, there's ways to keep your diet very simple. There's ways to keep your, your, uh, 
workout routine very simple and still see results and and get the things that you want to get out of it i think yeah a lot a lot of it is just people don't know and there's this thing called the internet that even though it's at the tip of your fingers people don't know how to use it for some reason i use it constantly but I think, I think too, there's so much information out there. It's like information overload. You don't know which way to go with it. Right, because you can find arguments in both directions when you're trying to find a fact. Yeah. You're like, okay, which, which one's right? Right. And, and I'll be honest, man. I, I just figured shit out because it's your body. So a lot of it is going to be trial and error. Like, okay, well, that worked, but this didn't. Let me try this. A lot of people in that that instant gratification too is a part of it you you got to do something consistently for at least let's just say six weeks yeah and even give it six weeks before you tweak or try to make changes do something consistently for six weeks and then reevaluate yeah that's what i was going to say about the whole working out and diet thing in general the biggest thing is consistency. Just go, because I know a lot of workout trainers and actually one goes to my gym now that I, I've known for a long time. And I told him my workout scheme and he's like, well, how often do you kind of said five days a week? Well, he's like, oh, well, it really doesn't matter what you do then because if you're coming that often, he's like, just stay consistent. You're doing something. Well, at my age anyway, he's like, as long as you're coming five days a week, he's like, then, you know, even if you're only in here 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes a day, you're still in the gym over four hours a week. That's, that's pretty good. So same with the diet, whatever you're doing, I think you're right in the, in the respect that I think people give up too quick on most of the things that they do. They don't see any, the, like you said, the age of instant gratification, they don't see results in two, three weeks. They're like, this shit ain't working. Fuck it. And they're back to whatever they were doing. And you're like, no, you really, it's months. Just keep going, keep going, just keep pushing forward because you'll get there. Yeah. But and when I when I tell people the healthy weight loss is a pound a week, they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, that's, no, seriously. Seriously, like healthy weight loss is a pound a week. Yeah. That sounds so, about right. I mean uh, otherwise you get a, a very large person and then they they lose a lot of water weight and they keep expecting that and they get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happens to a lot of people. They lose the water weight. And even if you're even if you're overweight, you could lose if you drastically cut your diet and then you start working out on top of that, you could lose several pounds in the first couple of weeks and then you're gonna kinda level out and plateau a little bit. And that's where people get frustrated. Yeah. And I yeah. would say do whatever's comfortable. I would say do it consistently. If going to the gym works for you. And you can get to the gym regularly three, two, three times a week at least. Then go to the gym and whatever you do in there is fine. As long as you're moving, you know, if the you don't like the treadmill, but you like the Stairmaster, then do the Stairmaster. You don't like Stairmaster, but you like the bike then do the bike. Just do something and then do some resistance training. And if, uh, if you're doing an exercise and it doesn't feel right, then don't do it like that. Don't do it. <laughs> Whatever's yeah. comfortable, do it to where it's comfortable because otherwise you're just going to get yourself hurt. I yeah. mean, if you if you have somebody you can talk to who knows what they're doing and you can you can use a personal trainer for a couple of weeks, then do that. But I would just say, like you said, consistency is key. Just go, just keep going. Yeah, yeah I would say be consistent and if you can seek out the advice of someone who is at least somewhat professional in the aspect. And yeah. when I say professional. It doesn't have to necessarily be a personal trainer. It could just be somebody who is in shape and has been doing it a long time. Because obviously, whatever they do works. Yeah. Look for the <laughs> look for the one who looks like you want to look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did you get like that? <laughs> when I wanted but, to be, when I wanted to gain muscle and get big, I, I looked to the fucking guy who looked like an animal. Yeah. And what did you do? <laughs> And I think everybody and the genetics thing was right on point too. Not everybody is going to be able to get six pack abs and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not going to get that big. Not everybody is just not going to, it's not in the cards. Just set realistic goals and be consistent. Yeah. Consistency is the key in my eyes. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dive too deep into it. We could really get it. We could really get into some things. Um, yeah, we really could. But yeah, like you said, the biggest thing is just you know if you're looking to change your change your body composition, get in shape, whatever. You know, be consistent. Pay attention to what you're eating, and you know, just just you know, stay consistent. That's 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 the biggest thing I could tell anybody. Is just be consistent in what you do. All right, and it may the diet portion of it's going to be boring, and you're probably not going to enjoy all of it. There's ways to enjoy the dieting part of it. You just got to find that 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 way to do it. And when you have a cheat meal, you have a cheat meal, not a cheat day, not a cheat weekend. Yeah, it depends on your. Yeah, it yeah. all depends on your goals. Like I yeah. said, if you're looking to compete or you're looking for a specific physique that you're that's like top 10 percent you know what i mean then yeah you really gotta watch what you eat you gotta and it's every day and every meal every calorie every macro you're paying attention but i mean if you're just trying to stay in shape and you can follow a pretty simple diet and get there yep 100 just be consistent and if you eat good all week and then on friday night go have a case of beer and and box of pizza probably gonna ruin your diet yeah exactly <laughs> all that work he did all week just went out the window until next well, time yeah until next time thank you everybody for listening please like comment subscribe Please don't, feel free to send comments. You think we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. Send an email to primecohesion at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Address them to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Address all complaints to Jason. <laughs> we out of here. All right, man. Catch all of you. Thank you for your patronage. Please share the podcast or tell a friend about it. You're listening to the program to help us support first responders and veterans alike. Stop by and check us out on Facebook. For those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program, you can do so at redcircle.com. Prime Cohesion.